1: This episode is called Beyond the Fear, Lived Experience Tips. We're going to be wrapping up this series of going beyond fear. And the way Memes and I, Athena, would love to leave you guys is with tips on how to get past that fear. But these tips are based off of our own lived experience. And so I hope that you will find grace in in these shares. My tip, Athena, on how I get beyond fear is prayer. Fear is a real thing in parents' lives. It's something that can leave us feel crippled, ineffective, paralyzed, and hopeless. We face a lot of fears that come up within ourselves or even in battling things with our children or just merely living lives with them. And fear is something to be reckoned with. And so Memes and I did not want to leave you guys with just the fears and minor tips to go beyond them. But here are the fear, t- the livid experience tips that we've implemented in our own personal lives where we've seen fruit and have been able to overcome these fears. And mine is prayer. Because of my Judeo Christian faith, prayer is something often modeled by Jesus. And being that he is the invisible God made visible, the God man, I I often look to him to see how to deal with the things that we face. And so, prayer for me, and according to my faith, is a conversation with God, my creator. And because he created me, I think he's the best person to go and be the most real with. And so oftentimes, that's what I do with my fears. I pray. I know that might sound cliche to some and unrealistic to others, but in all honesty, Mm -hmm. prayer to me is a continual dialogue with my creator. It's not a conversation that only happens when I'm in crisis mode or when I feel lack. Instead, it's a conversation that I often begin at the beginning of my days, and it sounds like gratitude. It's simply the thank yous to Him for the opportunities to show up in my kids' lives. And so, prayer to me is a positive conversation with God, and it's birthed out of my desire mm-hmm. to hear His thoughts. And so, I pray from the sense of abundance. And oftentimes, as I grow in my prayer walk and my prayer journey and my prayer conversations, I realize that I leave those conversations feeling more grateful than where I started. And I begin to see things differently. And as a result, my fear subsides. So how did I get here? How did I realize that prayer was my antidote to fear? I started each morning writing down five things that I was thankful for, and I would go through that list and write it out. And then as I ended up becoming a mom, I started writing those things out for each of my sons. What was I so grateful for that morning when thinking about said child? And as I did that, I realized my fears started to spill onto the page. The things that I saw in their lives that scared me the most, how they used the internet or how their vocabulary was sounding more and more like the words that I wish would never exit my mouth. And so I would just pray. I would just share these fears with God. And then I would get up and live my day and hear him speak to me. And in those moments that I heard him respond to what I had left on a piece of paper in my closet earlier that morning, I was able to realize that the conversation was continuing and that he was bringing my eyes to the solution. And so it would just continue. I would just stop right there and pray again. I know in my Christian faith, it says to pray without ceasing, and that seems impossible because we have conversations with other people. But as you begin your prayer walk and this prayer conversation with the living God, you'll realize that oftentimes as people are speaking to you, you're hearing Him through their voice. So that's what it looks like. Rising up in the morning, for some of us, it might be actually writing which personally for me it is. That's the way I process things. For others, it might be drawing a picture or taking a picture or simply just speaking words or just sitting in silence. But I think it's key to start our days like that because there are many fears waiting for us the moment our feet touch the ground. And it can paralyze us. It can make us feel overwhelmed to the point of hopelessness. So if you're looking for a way to start a prayer life, I just suggest that you just start where you're at with whatever words that come naturally to you. There is no formula for prayer. It's just talking, talking to your creator and becoming a better listener. Oftentimes in the Bible, you will see these one sentence prayers. I believe, help my unbelief, shifting to real heart issues. Other times, it will simply be a sigh. I noticed that recently in my latest reading that Jesus just sighed and someone was healed. I do believe, since he is our creator, he can hear our sighs as prayer requests. As we all know, when we hear someone yell, help! Help! We move quickly. We know that there's a need. Well, that's how I feel like many of my prayers are (laughs) just a simple outcry of my heart. And sometimes there are no words to write down, but simply just a sigh. And that is okay. And prayer does not have to be long, it could be short, it could be sweet, it could be straight to the point, it could be blunt. It could be vulnerable. So there is no right way to do it. I just encourage you, if you haven't accessed this, to just begin wherever you are today. And you will see slowly that your fears, not only do they dissipate and lose their power over you, but you'll invite them in because you'll be able to get excited about this amazing conversation you're about to have and the experience of resolution that you'll experience. So that's my lived experience tip for you. And I hope you are able to write and share with us whether or not you started it, have experienced it, or can relate.
0: So memes here, my lived experience tip is to embrace vulnerability. Often the word like I've mentioned in previous podcasts um, gets associated with weakness or feeling inferior or at a loss. Um, But my beyond the fear suggestion um, comes from working on my own ability to embrace vulnerability even before becoming a parent. I think part of getting comfortable in my own skin with who I am, what I believe, how I live my life, the type of sister I am, daughter I am, partner, friend, I really had to come to terms with what were the things that I was regretting or coming back to or holding on to or just not settled with. And mostly it was the things that I didn't do. The actions I didn't take, the risks I didn't take. And lots of my soul searching and, you know, I've I've mentioned I think before that there seems like there's a trajectory and then you get to the end and you've achieved the things, you follow the rules and how do you form this person you're supposed to be. Like, what's the next step? Because it seems like there's a blueprint. But for me, I did all those things and then it wasn't a specific thing. And that was what gave me the most doubt. So it made me feel that aside from what I could control, then the layer of what I couldn't control felt overwhelming. And a big part of coming to terms with that also influences who I am as a parent because I want the kids to figure that out and ask themselves the tough questions and be willing to expose what they feel confident in, but also what they're afraid of or what seems out of their control or what are the situations that go awry for them and make life kind of feel A burden or heavy or anxiety ridden. And so, you know, we've talked about different circumstances and different phases and ways to approach it. And honestly, life is full of change. But the the journey that we, I think, have to do for ourselves and that we're modeling for our children is about coming to terms with who we are as people and what happens in life as we transform. And Along that journey, before becoming a parent, when Athena was already a parent, we had read Brene Brown's Daring Greatly. And it kind of aptly ends in a manifesto on parenting. But um, it was really powerful for me to embrace this idea that you could be vulnerable. Say, you know, be afraid and do it anyway. Say the thing even if your voice is shaking. Um, dance like no one is looking. Those are all kind of things at points in my life that have seemed pivotal to being comfortable in my own skin so that then I could be authentically myself in my parenting journey and confront whatever are the obstacles or whatever unexpected things. So in my hopes, aspirations, desires, fears for the kids, there is this need for me to admit what my strengths are what my weaknesses are what's in my hands what's out of my hands and along with that vulnerability came those quiet moments and for me um it's in meditation it's in listening to the things that the universe will tell you similarly to Athena i feel like you hear the messages like in this journey and in this existence here there is this uh, ultimate connection that you can find the answers as you're ready to receive them. You know, um, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And so I feel like the experiences you're having, the people you're meeting, the opportunities you have, what you're reading, what you're ingesting, the music you're listening to is influencing how the world impacts you as well as how you can cope with the world. And so um at times it is prayer. For me, mostly it's meditation and a reflection on like what God has in a higher, to me, evolved way put in this journey so that we can discover ourselves and be there for each other in our tribe and as in our partnership to learn from this journey. Um, A big part of that I feel for me has come through my career in education and I think it links with my feeling that we are all on this journey to learn these things about ourselves and challenge these big monsters and become better and bring back those lessons to each other but I think it starts with confronting your vulnerability. So when I think about um, what started me on that discovery, I have a passage that I wanted to share um, from that reading that kind of got me started with the language to confront what my deepest fears were for myself and helped me to feel like I was embracing my true self so that I could show up and be comfortable with who I was and what I was presenting to everyone else in my life and who I cared about. And so from Brene Brown's Daring Greatly, the phrase Daring Greatly is from Theodore Roosevelt's speech, Citizenship in a Republic. The speech sometimes referred to as the man in the arena was delivered at the Sorbonne in Paris, France on April 23rd, 1910. This is the passage that made the speech famous. by that quote to think about how I could step into the arena and get the dust on my face, the blood, the sweat, the tears, and how I was going to live life is a similar way to how I lean in, even in the darkest, scariest moments of parenting, because I want to be vulnerable and I want to feel the joys and cry the tears and give the comfort and And overcome the worrying and let go when I know it's out of my control. And I think in being able to see that I'm a creation that's human, that is on this journey, and figuring out who I am and being able to put that out there, I feel God presents in the universe all those solutions and puts in front of you the challenges you need to become that person and the celebrations so that you feel that achievement. And we can be the best models of our parents by going into that arena bravely and giving that model to our children and helping them as they're stepping into the arena and then they're on their journey to fight their dragons and learn the lessons and be able to keep um, growing and figuring out who they actually are with all of it, the challenges. we, I think a big error is when we are too afraid to admit that it isn't perfect and it's not all rainbows and unicorns. But I think when we give our children those tools to be vulnerable and face it, then they can also get beyond the fear. And so, I hope you will take our tips and let us know how is your prayer going? How is your writing going? How is your embracing creation around you? What's your conversation with vulnerability? Where are you on your parenting journey with fear? And we'd love to hear anything our Torn tribe would like to share with us.
1: And now for our men segment, where we share a highlight from the week. The MEND for me, and I've shared this previously in the past, it's running. Uh, Running without any music now and running without any Bible playing, but just simply running. I've been able to enjoy just hearing my feet hit the pavement, hearing the locusts loud in the morning and the birds chirping in the air. There's been a sense of calm and peace and kind of a manifestation of my mind's unraveling as I move through the motions of running through the same loop on the same beaten path throughout my neighborhood. And so that's, what's been mending me these days. And so I just encourage everyone keep moving. And if you can try to embrace the noise that's around you.
0: My mend for this week has been driving. We were taking Justin back up to Buffalo and I had late night driving during the day, driving experiences and, um, it just takes me back to when I was at college and I would do those road trips and I kind of got into this place of like it being a reset and a time for clearing my head. So I could listen to music, I could listen to an audiobook and sometimes you're just focused on the road, observing what's in front of you and your mind can kind of reset. There's not a specific problem you're trying to resolve. There's not a conversation that you're planning to have. Maybe you're thinking about what's gonna happen by the time you get to your destination, but there's just a comfort I feel in driving on the road and being able to focus without other interruptions for an extended amount of time that really makes me feel grounded. Um, And that was helping me clear and reset before kicking off a new school year with PD um, and so that was my mend. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose, choose grace. grace.